Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you peace of mind security. Because if it's connected, it's protected. Yeah, even your robot vacuum. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Tired of looking at the same bland gray walls? Do you want to brighten up your living room, your bedroom, your office, your workshop, or your man cave? Well, look no further than Routed Designs Custom Signs. Routed Designs Custom Signs makes the highest quality handcrafted wooden signs for your business logo, your favorite sports team, your favorite musician, or anything else you want to see developed into the coolest handcrafted wood sign made with nothing but the finest quality, precision, and craftsmanship. Routed Designs Custom Signs can fulfill all designs you have in mind, any shape, any size, with the fairest pricing you will find anywhere. Make sure you go check out Routed Designs Custom Signs on Instagram at Routed Design and on Twitter at Bang underscore Biscuit. That's on Twitter at Bang underscore B-I-S-K-I-T. 
Also, you can watch all the magic happen on YouTube at Routed Designs and watch the master at work crafting the most beautiful wooden signs out there. You can also feel free to email Drew at routeddesignscustomsigns at gmail.com. That's routeddesignscustomsigns at gmail.com. And feel free to ask him any questions you have on any sign and any idea that you may want made and created into the finest quality wood sign out there. And for every 50 subscriptions on YouTube, Routed Designs Custom Signs will be doing a sign giveaway to thank their loyal customer base. No job is too big and Routed Designs Custom Signs guarantees the highest quality signs at a fair price. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure you email Drew today at routeddesignscustomsigns at gmail.com to order your custom handcrafted sign today. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland. And welcome to Just Thinking. It's great to be here tonight with you. I hope you've been having a great day, a great evening, a great morning, whatever. Because our show, thanks to you and all the good vibes and people listening, and I so appreciate it. Uh, uh, show Just Thinking, the podcast is, is heard all over the world and, of course, in the United States. And uh, like I'd like to say, each and every episode, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your comments and um, just the support of the show. And um, it, it's been wonderful. We continue to gain traction each and every episode. And I, I just can't believe it. I love it. So, uh, again, good evening. Uh, good day to everybody. Uh, one of the things that I've been saying, and I, and I hope you like the, um, uh, I hope you like the last couple of episodes. And there's a new one uh, that'll be dropped tomorrow before you hear this uh, one on <laughs> I think it's kind of funny but very helpful it's called uh, Why People May Hate You <laughs> you know I thought that was uh, kind of a funny title for a uh, for a podcast uh, but it's got some useful suggestions in there and uh, s some things that we do that sometimes can make people hate us so uh, I hope you all won't hate me since I do some of them because I sure don't hate you uh, one of the things that I was uh, talking about uh, on uh, several of the previous episodes is maybe kind of doing a mailbag uh, kind of a uh, thing. And um, I, I have had a couple of uh, messages today, and uh, one of them had to do with uh, this particular show, and a couple had to do with uh, the other show that I uh, host with uh, my good buddy James Paul Caden called The People Under the Stairs. And, and I hope you've been listening to those episodes. We've got some great things lined up. Well, The People Under the Stairs, I've actually got uh, several people have, um, have written me uh, emails uh, or uh, another person contacted Paul uh, today. And then I had another individual contact me vis-a-vis uh, -vis email uh, wanting to tell their paranormal stories. And these are not crazy people, man. Uh, one person wants to tell me the story about a demon possession. Uh, other people, uh, you know, have other kinds of paranormal uh, kinds of experiences. And how exciting. And then uh, uh, over the next couple of weeks, I hope to get uh, one of uh, uh, the uh, wonderful podcast hosts who's... Uh, you know, on various networks and is on this, the same network I am, uh, I found out as a paranormal uh, or was a paranormal investigator for eight years. Uh, he's got a very busy, busy schedule and he's a great guy. I love him and uh, would like to have him on the show. 
uh, to tell us about his experiences. So we've got some great stuff, uh, you know, either on this show, Just Thinking, or the, the people under the stairs, and some really talented people out there and uh, just wonderful, wonderful fans of the show. Speaking of which, uh, several people, uh, you know, have uh, emailed in and, uh, you know, tell me where you're from, because many times I, you know, it's not going to say that when I get an email, but I did get a nice, uh, get a nice woman who uh, emailed me to uh, yesterday. I can't give the last names on people. Some people do give the last names, and this nice woman did, but I won't give her last name. But it's Diane, and I guess she's from, I'm looking at, uh, I'm on my other iPad here on her email. She's such a from Chantilly, Virginia. I've never heard of that. Chantilly, Virginia. But Diane from Chantilly uh, wanted to know, uh, she said, Stan, uh, basically, she, you know, she loves the show. And uh, she wanted to know where I got the ideas for the shows. Well, that's a great question, Diane. And, and thanks so much, uh, you know, for asking that. Uh, you know, it, I do about five, six shows a week. Uh, and uh, each one is different, of course. I try, you know, try never to re- repeat the same thing. I mean, there might be some things you touch on that are the same, but like, where do they come from? Well, uh, usually they pop in my head after I drop some acid in the morning. After about two hours, no, I'm teasing with you. Uh, no, it's just uh, I, it's. I think it's kind of like writing for uh, you know years ago for a TV show or a radio show or researching stuff for school or whatever. Uh, you know, you just hang out and you, you just listen to people. Uh, you know what they're saying, what's on their mind. You know, from everyday Americans uh, or people over the world, or you, you might see something on the news. Or I'm a big reader, and I'll also uh, you know research things for trends. Um, I'll look at those kinds of things. You know, what's happening. Uh, you know, in the world currently. Uh, you know, in a variety of different sectors, and I see what strikes me. I see what strikes me. What strikes a chord in me, uh, and and sometimes I just wake up with an idea. I'm thinking about things. I'll, you know, I'll be volunteering someplace at the hospital and I see something very profound or something nice, or I'll see something on TV and it looks uh, very silly. Uh, like, like I'll give you a good example. I was watching a show. Um, I, I think it was a comedy show. I think it was Bill Maher, uh, real time. And he was talking about people giving false apologies or, or feeling that they have to give apologies to people all the time. Uh, in the world that we live in. And I would agree with them, uh, you know, that when I do something wrong, I always own up to it. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, just, yeah, always. And, you know, and if I'm wrong, I'll, you know, make an apology. Uh, you know, even if I'm not wrong, sometimes I'll say to people, you know, because they're nice people. I said, yeah, I, I'm so sorry you feel that way. That wasn't my intention. And if I don't feel it's warranted, I don't apologize. You know, just for the sake of apologizing. But it seems now uh, with lots of people, whether they're celebrities or if you're an old white guy like me or you're, you know, uh, you're, that isn't supposed to be a racial thing, by the way. But just somebody who's targeted, uh, you know, I don't feel that I have to apologize for every, uh, you know, injustice that uh, other old white guys have done or racial injustices that, uh, you know, uh, that uh, uh, old white guys or white guys have done uh, that I haven't done. I understand if people are offended by that, um, you know, or wary of, uh, you know, uh, uh, of people based on race or religion or things like that because of the way that they've been treated. I mean, if I was a black person or 
a minority person, I'd feel the same goddamn way. But I don't have uh, African-American people coming up to me demanding I apologize for anything, uh, you know, that I know, uh, you know, but you know, I can see it, uh, you know, and, and I'm just using that as an example. Uh, it could be a Me Too movement thing or whatever. All these groups, all these ideas, uh, you know, seem, you know, have merit to them. But sometimes, uh, you know, like the apologies are misplaced and it gets into this political correctness. So I'm not, I don't want to do a show on that right now. But that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. I'll see something like that. And it was a thing directed towards Chelsea Clinton or something like that. And it was just so totally silly. It was where she was apologizing to somebody, just patronizing them. So that's how I'll get the idea for a show. Uh, I'll see something that strikes me wrong or, uh, I, I, you know, I just don't want to give the politically correct opinion on something. And, and I trust people. Uh, like when I made that comment about being an old white guy, I, I trust, uh, you know, African-American people. They're real smart. They know who was trying to screw them and they know who's not. And I'm not one of them. So I don't worry about that kind of stuff, uh, you know, and in all those kinds of things. So uh, that's how I get the ideas for shows, Diane. Uh, you know, they come to me that way or, uh, you know, uh, again, as I'm researching something, I'll, I'll look at something and, and just start delving into it a little bit more. And um, I try and think of something that you all, uh, as the audience, uh, might find humorous or entertaining and something I'll learn from. So anyway, uh, that's kind of a uh, long-winded spiel on uh, a mailbag there for a little bit. But that's kind of a nice thing to do every once in a while. So I hope you guys, uh, you know, don't mind that I took uh, five or six minutes to do that. So thank you, Diane, and thank you for other folks for calling in and uh, wanting to be on the show. Uh, one of the things that I that I was thinking about that I didn't have to delve around a lot, you know, as, as I look at the world every day, I see people are constantly, you know, glooming and dooming it in many areas. And, uh, you know, people, uh, I used to teach... Um, do a lot of workshops on motivation and, uh, you know, for myself to keep myself as a positive guy and not be a big depressive when you work in the human service field, which can be pretty depressing at times. You better have a pretty healthy outlook in life. And one of the things that I've always been big on and I think is particularly important now is this idea of self-expectancy, you know? What you, uh, what you think is going to happen, in many cases, is what's going to happen. Because consciously and unconsciously, that's what you're going to be gravitating towards. You're going to suck in that positive energy or that negative energy in life, or you're going to be influenced in ways that you don't even understand to sabotage yourself or to help yourself. And uh, I think it's so important and I see so much negativity around or people who are just, uh, they, they, they just don't have the skills. They, you know, they have the skills to survive, but they, they can't get out of the box. They can't get out of the chute and, and really take off and do what they want to do. And it's so much easier in many ways uh, than you think. So self-expectancy was something I wanted to throw out there tonight. And what the hell is self-expectancy. I guess what I'm looking for is not negative self-expectancy, but positive self-expectancy. Most of us get into the negative stuff where you say, yeah, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. I, I never get a break. 
Nothing ever happens to me. And, you know, you have that wonderful certainty that nothing is ever going to work your way. So, you know, you never have to get worked up about it. You never have to put a lot of skin in the game. You never have to uh, get excited or get anxious in a positive way because you've already taken care of all that shit. You've already said nothing's going to happen for you. And I'm here to tell you on just thinking that I think you're way better than that. And you just need a fan. You just need somebody to point out what you already know and encourage you to have a little hard work uh, in another direction. So with self-expectancy, what I'm telling all of you, and I have to tell myself every day when I wake up, is that you have to live by a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have to understand that what you fear or expect most likely is probably going to come true. Just what I said at the beginning. What you fear or expect most likely will come true. You know, so that's what you fear or what you desire is most most likely going to come true. Positive self-expectancy is is really pure and simple optimism. And man, let me tell you something. There is nothing the matter with being optimistic. Tell that to any, you, you say that to any doctor, uh, any nurse, anybody working in hospice, anybody working in psychology, anybody working with somebody who's sick when you go volunteer with me. Man, what a difference it'll make if you if you go in there and say, "Well, I know that you know I've got cancer. This is serious. It could, but uh, you know, I, I don't feel this one's going to get me. I feel the doctors are good. I think the chemo is going to work. I think blah blah blah. I know things look rough right now with whatever, but I, I you know I, I'm sure I can pull myself out of this. And you know, damn it, so many people do that. They do it, and studies show that if you think positively. Uh, your body responds that way. You know, good neurotransmitters, good hormones, good things are happening in your brain, your body. Your cells get different kinds of messages. Different things are released in you in a positive way. And that's just the truth. And you don't have to believe me. The science is already there. It's like laughing. It's like humor. Yeah. You know, I've told you that before in a previous thing. People say to me when bad shit happens to me, oh, everything's a goddamn joke to you, right? Well, no, not really, but give me a few minutes and I'll, I'll find the funny part of it. There's usually something funny even in a lot of tragedy. You know, those kinds of things. So what's this positive self-expectancy? The, the, the thing that why this pure optimism is really good is it's the key to motivation. You know? So if you want things to change, you got to be motivated. You got to want it. You got to have some skin in the game. You want it to. You don't want it to be all complicated. You want it to be pure and simple optimism. And pure and simple optimism and motivation is the same as when you have commitment to something. Like I'm committed to these podcasts. I'm committed. I'm committed to you. I tell my producer all the time. I always talk about that. That you know, as a psychologist, I. I can see you. I can feel you out there when I'm talking to you. Uh, there's nobody here but me. But I'm talking to you. I know this is going to go out over the air. It's going to go out over the internet. You're going to respond to it. I, I know that. It's just as pure and simple as that. I love that feeling. I'm committed to that. This commitment gives me a sense of purpose. And when you have a sense of positive expect, self-expectancy, that's what you have too. You have commitment. You have purpose. You have uh, faith that what you're going to do. Yeah, that dirty word, faith, it's a great thing. Don't let anybody take your faith away, ever. 
I think I went over that in a pot. Don't let people take your faith in things away. Don't let people take your faith in God away. Don't let people take your faith in yourself away, your support. So do not let people take your faith away. Faith is critical. It's pure. And when you have this pure and simple motivation, this faith and commitment, you know what you become? You become obsessed. And, you know, everybody thinks obsession is something that's sickness. No, it's not. A good doctor is obsessed with helping people get better. A good minister is obsessed with doing the work of God or trying to help people out or whatever. A good parent is obsessed with, you know, with their kids, thinking all the time about, you know, how they can do things better for them. That's not a bad thing. Who ever told you such a thing like that? It's a good thing to be obsessed about things, to be thinking all the time. It's having a burning desire. It's having a burning, burning desire for things. And having a burning desire is really, really good. I know I have a burning desire when I'm doing these shows all the time. I, you know, um, when you get a chance to see one of the uh, YouTube videos on the show, if you look in my office where I do the um, podcasting from my little man cave, uh, over here, uh, all I've got is legal pads. Uh, all I've got is bookmarks on my computer, uh, conversations with people. I love it. And then I, twisting a turn. It's like being a songwriter. And you know who benefits from it? You do a little bit, but I do a tremendous amount because I know that if I reach just one person, if I have a, you know, a, a relationship with one person on a podcast, it's a tremendous success. And you can feel that. If you don't feel it, you're not going to tune in the show. You're not going to come back. And you shouldn't. So what are some things that you can do for positive self-expectancy? I like to keep these shows under a half hour. I like to keep them around 25 minutes or so, you know, so as not to bore you to death. But this can be a really good one for you. We can go over and over again. Think of what we've gone over so far, you know. Think of self-fulfilling prophecy, what you think is going to happen. We want to have ours as one that's optimistic and simple right? We talked about commitment, purpose, faith, obsession, burning desire to do things. How do you do that? It's pretty damn simple. You wake up happy. You make a determination to wake up happy. Go to bed in a good time. Make sure you're feeling good. You brush your teeth. You're feeling fine, whatever it is. Get in one of the clean sheets if you can. You know, get in that kind of stuff. And man, when you wake up, wake up and don't put on the you know on the TV with a bunch of negativity or don't fill your head with a bunch of crap. Wake up with a smile on your face. Don't give a shit about the weather. Who cares? You're above ground, man. You're not taking a big dirt nap. It's all good. Pessimism is a learned behavioral attitude. That's when you wake up and you go, oh, Jesus, Monday morning, I got to go to work. Hey, there's people who die to have a job to go to work in a million places. You're lucky to go to work. Go go to work and hang out. You know, I, I used to go to work and say, shit, I can't believe it. I'm getting paid all this money for doing what I love to do. Fall in love with your job. And if you're not in love with your job, fall in like with it. And then find a job that you, it, hopefully, that you can be in love with. But regardless of all that, when you wake up, wake up happy. Wake up to music if you like that. Have breakfast with somebody you like. And if you don't like any swinging yo-yo in your house at the moment... You know, try and margin, you know, minimalize that and find somebody 
else to have uh, a good time with earlier in the morning if you can. Or try to make a, a date once a week with somebody before you go to work and have a breakfast or something. Now, if none of that works, try looking on your phone or here's a crazy one, a book. You know, an actual book made out of paper or something like that. Or listen to an audio tape or a podcast like this on something positive. You put garbage in your head, garbage comes out. You wake up first thing in the morning and you're watching congressional people fighting or somebody got killed or who blew up what in your hometown. What shit's going wrong? You'll get enough of that crap during the day. You don't need that first thing in the morning. I know what I like to do first thing in the morning. I sign up for things, uh, religious things. I hate to say that. That way I get my little uh, religious uh, spiritual time of, of reading for 10 minutes on all positive kinds of things for the day. I like that. I like little philosophical things for the day. I like little scientific things throughout the day that are happy, that are wonderful, that are upbeat kinds of things. But the religious ones I feel are the best because they're leading me in a direction to doing good things. You may have some other thing that you like. I'm not here to preach to you. Okay? On that stuff. How about using positive self-talk through the day? That's a, that's one of the most important things. Uh, you know, when you go to work and you meet people, I, I was alluding to that before, how many times you hear people say, oh, it's Monday. Oh, so tired from the weekend. Then they come in on Tuesday. Oh, holy Jesus. Uh, I can't wait for this week to, to be over. Then it's Wednesday. Then Is it the weekend yet? Then Thursday comes. Oh, it's hump day. You know, then Friday, oh, Christ, I can't wait to get out of here. Oh, what am I going to do this weekend, you know? Everything is negative. You don't want to do that. You're spending all your time in life bitching about things like that. And when you say those things, you start believing those things. You're thinking that a day that you have above ground, you have a job, you can go home, you can eat, you can play, you can go get laid, whatever the hell it is you want to do. You're, you're making that out like that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. If you don't believe me, go to your local hospital and see if they have an oncology area. You know, that's where people are treated for cancer or something serious. And just park your car and watch the people coming out. And if you don't have any of that, you could be pretty damn thankful that's not you. And I bet you there's people walking out of there that are pretty thankful that they're getting treatment and have three or four or five more months to live. And that's important to think about. You don't even have to get that deep. You can just say, hey, man, it's another good day for me. We'll make it. Things are going wrong. Next time, it'll be better. All right? It's a good podcast. There's a lot of, lot of good things in here for you and me. These are good reminders for me. Maybe they're new to you. How about looking at problems as opportunities? Because they are. In every crisis, there's an opportunity, and it gives you a chance to learn how to define problems, and it gives you a chance to learn how to develop solutions for things. I can't tell you when uh, all the things that have happened to me in my life in a one brief period, my house had flooded for the second time, my parents got dementia, and my daughter died. Now, you can't make that kind of stuff up. Now, let me tell you what prepared me for all those things. Many years before, I was divorced to my, to my ex-wife who I'd been married to for 20 years. I had custody of my children. I was a single parent. And uh, I learned to live one hour at a time as a single parent. Then uh, got married and remarried and had two stepchildren and combined a family. And then when things were just going right, 
my darn house that I'd lived in for almost 30 years got destroyed, lost oodles of money, whatever. Sounds like a pretty terrible thing, right? Well, coping with that divorce and surviving that, working through a, a, a new marriage, losing everything in a flood, what the hell did that prepare me for? Well, that all prepared me for the second flood that happened. And all that supposed tragedy, what did that prepare me for? Well, that prepared me actually for my parents being very ill uh, with you know dementia and passing away. And that prepared me for the loss of my daughter. So in those crises, rather than destroy me, they made me wiser and stronger. And the solutions that I developed in each one of the stuff led me to be able to handle all those other things. And that's for real. Other people, they would have said, this broke me. No, those things didn't break me at all. Each one of them hurt me for a while, but the hurt didn't turn into a callus or anything else like that. The hurt made me stronger. You know, they made me strong in the broken places. And that's, a, a you know, an important thing to think about. So that's positive self-expectancy, knowing that you can deal with things like that. Another thing is to concentrate all your energy on the completion of your most important project. If you want to have positive self-expectancy, if you want to make things happen, then you gotta you gotta follow through on things. You gotta finish what you start. You don't worry about failure. Each evening, I'll make sure I, I do a podcast or two. I put them in the bag. I go back and I look at them. Do I like this one? Is this a good product? Is this a good product that I'm going to put out tonight? Something that will be beneficial for you? Something that you're going to like? Something that I'm proud to do? Yeah. Okay. Some other quick things. Learn to stay relaxed and friendly no matter how much tension you're under. You know, you're a human being. Yeah, you can, you can blow apart. You don't have any trigger points. Come on. You can handle 95% of what's going on in life. You just don't tell yourself that enough. You may not have as many supports as you. You may have forgotten just how damn smart and durable that you are. So, you know, you don't have to gripe. You can if you want to. But, you know, you don't you don't have to, to, to strike out at people when you're not feeling good. Try to single out someone or somebody who's been very nice to you. When things have not been going your way, you might find out that that makes you feel a lot better. Here's a couple of other ones. Think and speak well of your health. Don't pay unnecessary attention to minor health irritations. Don't think, you know, that we live in a world that's called the worried well. Don't think that everything's going to kill you. Okay? Because it won't. Whatever's going to kill you is going to kill you. There's not too much you or doctors or anybody else can do about it. Whatever's going to get you is going to get you. And something's going to get everybody. The more you worry about it, the more you feed into it. It doesn't mean not to take precautions with things or go to the doctor when you say, but for Christ's sakes, if you watch all this stuff on television or listen to all the shit that you're reading about, I, I, I'm a psych, professional psychologist. I teach psychology. I, I look at the APA psychology today. Stuff. Half of the stuff is like, come on, are you friggin' crazy? Or the medical stuff, do you, do you think that people are going to be obsessing about shit like this 24 hours a day? And the answer is yes, that a lot of people are silly and they do that. And they bounce from one thing to the other. Use common sense. Think intelligently, think conservatively and speak well of your health. Yeah, you have a little ache or pain, your ass hurts, whatever. Come on. I knew um, uh, my friend's mother lived to 103, this woman. 
She had words of wisdom that were great. And somebody said, what have you learned now that you're so old? What have you learned about health? And, you know, how did you look? She said, can you imagine this? She says, you know what I've learned? If it's not your ass, it's your elbow. I was going to do a show called that. If it's not your ass, it's your elbow. Think about that. I'm going to be 69. And that's true. When you wake up most days, if it's not your ass, it's your elbow. If something isn't going wrong, you're going to concentrate on that stuff, man. You're going to be a very unhappy person. You better concentrate on your golf game or bowling or going out with your buddies and playing cards or your girlfriends and doing whatever you're doing. Now, you know, if you've got something serious and life-threatening, yeah, you got to deal with it. But the other stuff is all bullshit. You know, try and marginalize it as much as you can. The other thing is with people. Everybody's not out to get you or me. When you have positive self-expectancy, expect the best from other thing, from other people. Encourage people, praise people, catch people doing things right and let them know. This isn't hard stuff. This is all about being a good person. You know, it's the same thing when you go home. Uh, I tease on the show about my wife or this or that, or, you know, you might tease about your husband or your kids. Oh, these goddamn kids, you know, oh, she's bitching at me all the time. And all of that may be true because that's what human beings do. But for crying out loud, uh, the best thing to do sometimes is to sit down and before you get involved in the day, think of what you really want to expect from the other people and expect the best from them. Encourage them, praise them, even if you don't mean it. <laughs> you know? So that's a you know, that's a that's a good thing to do. A couple of good things. You know, the last couple of things are, are really uh, simple ones. Uh, one is to find something good in all your personal relationships. If you have personal relationships with people, try and think of something good with them. Uh, lots of times people are just looking for things they want to improve, things they don't like, they're being judgmental. Think of the good things about them. If somebody's, you know, you got a friend that's a pain in the ass and he's always asking you to do something, but man, if he's a loyal or she's a loyal person, if they're sweet, if they're always there, say, well, they may be a little bit of a pain in the ass, but how lucky I am to have this guy or this gal around, you know? The other thing is there's an old say, uh, statement called you lie with the dogs, you wake with the fleas. And that means, uh, you know, your environment uh, affects you. Uh, you know, the people, the places, the things you say, the, the things that you do. Associate with people who are optimists. Try to associate more with people who that you find are winners in life, that, that meet their goals and objectives, that think about things positively. If you're hanging out with downers, if you're hanging out with aggressive, angry people, try to minimize that as much as you can. You know, that's uh, that's a really important key. It doesn't mean cutting everybody loose, but it means just just trying to limit that. Sometimes it's not going to be very good for you, and it it certainly is not helping the other person one way or the other. The last thing to do is a tip that most people wouldn't tell you, and it's one of the key things when you teach somebody about something with motivation, or when somebody wants to achieve a certain dream, or a business goal, or something else. And that's to try to talk to or associate with or rap with or get information from someone who's currently doing what you would like to do most. So if you want to be a podcaster, see if you can get in touch with a podcaster. 
and ask him or her, you know, all about that kind of stuff. Find somebody that you like. And there's somebody out there all the time. If it's somebody in volunteer services someplace, somebody who's a social worker and you want to be a social worker, somebody who plays a sport or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you can usually find someone and talk to them in person. Go to a workshop. Uh, go to a, something that's a free. Go to you know one of the uh, continuing education centers or something with people who do things or teach things that you might be interested in. And you know what? Go back to that self-fulfilling prophecy and think about whether you're going to be motivated by fear with negative self-expectancy or desire. And that desire is simple optimism. And that's going to give you this sense of commitment we talked about, purpose, faith. You're going to obsess about being successful. And you know what? You're going to meet more things than you possibly imagined. Well, what do you think about that idea, folks? Diane from Chantilly. Let me see where that is. Chantilly, Virginia. Does that answer your question? I was thinking about self-expectancy. And there's the podcast that came from it. I hope you guys like this one uh, and I hope you find it helpful and uh, I'll have uh, a couple of really good ones coming up. One that I'm working on is uh, are men really as insensitive as women think? I'm going to spill the beans on this one. So stay tuned. Hey, love to everybody. Uh, I'll catch you on the flip flop. If you have anything you'd like to uh Send out to me. It's Stan Wangland, S Wangland, S W E N G L U N D at gmail.com and hit that subscribe button, please. It's cutting into your exercise time, it's stabbing you in the back nine, and it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. Plus, ask about enhanced security for safer browsing and more. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling with Reality on all major podcast outlets. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. <laughs> 